Mobs are an essential part of the Minecraft world. We know cows, ender dragons, pigs, zombies, skeletons, so on and so forth. However, there is another side to mobs. We know of the giant, and we know of the zombie horse. Today, though, me and some very special guests will be talking about another mob, known as the Illusioner. So, without further ado, welcome to the Ender Library Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Ender Library Podcast. My name is Shadow, and I'll be your host and head librarian on the show. I hope that everybody has had a great Christmas, Happy New Year, winter break, whatever's been going on. I hope you have had a great time. I know I haven't been active lately, but hey, everybody's got to rest at some point. Now, today's topic is going to be the Illusioners, of course, but I'm not going to really talk about that that much. I do have some guests coming on, and I'll introduce them shortly. You're going to have to wait a little bit, though. Also, today I am going to be experimenting with trying to, I guess, monetize my podcast. So those, I believe, listeners in the U.S., you might hear an ad break or two. So we'll see how it works out, how it's received, and if everybody's fine with it, we can move on to try and get again. So without further ado, let's move into the story segment. Kirithil enjoyed being in the library. New people, new theories, so on and so forth. He decided to walk through through the wonderful Ender Dragon Mosaic Floor Hall. Weird name, yes, I know, but that's how that's how it was known now. He decided to take a walk through there. Suddenly, he noticed a pair of double doors just off to the right side of the entrance. Curious, since he has not been there before, he decided to enter. Passing through the doors, he came into what seemed to be a sort of study hall. Desks with short shelves were filling up the space, and various explorers were seated, exploring books, talking, eating cookies, sharing cake, beef, so on and so forth. What was interesting, what at least what caught his eye, were three adventurers that were actually waving him over. Upon closer inspection, one seemed to be dressed in dressed as a panda of sorts. Another one had long hair wore goggles, a pair of black overalls, a lavender shirt, and some leather boots. And the third person seemed to be a dark-skinned Alex. Or at least somebody who looked like Alex. Kirithil never met Alex, but knew the stories about them. As he came over to the table, he noticed that spread out around the three were some various books talking about illagers, and a piece of blue cloth that had white, green, and purple stubs on it. He did not recognize this cloth. He had, he had been part of multiple illager raids, pillager raids, he's fought evokers. He's talked to villagers, even wandering traders, but this blue was unlike anything he had ever seen. The three asked Kirithil if he knew what this was. They knew it came from a mob, and probably one similar to a villager or an illager. Kirithil decided to help these three, and ran back into the mob aisle. After searching the books for a, a probably a good couple days, he found nothing. He thought that the explorers probably left. But finally, he'd found something. He seemed to be a pamphlet. 
was not big, it was tattered, it was ripped, and seemed to have written chicken scratch. However, he was able to decipher a couple of words and found out that there was another type of villager. With this find, he ran back to the study hall and found the three explorers still waiting there. He showed them what he had found, and the three began to pour over that tiny piece of paper and the piece of cloth. Now that the story segment is finally over, I suppose we should actually get into the theories. So, of course, it's going to be me, Shadow, but today I'm joined by three, I hope, friends that probably have been friends for a little while, don't know them as well, but they... I'd say, I can't really say much about them, so go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Hello. Uh, we'll see if we can be friends if you play your cards right. Yeah, we can be friends. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, hello, I'm Ezra. Uh, me and my co-host Bella and Ethan are here uh, from the Ramblecast on Spotify to, uh, yeah, be here and talk about some uh, theories with our boy Shadow. Hello. Uh I'm Ethan. I'm the funny one from Ramblecast. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. I'm Bella, the older one. Oh, but that's, the one who yeah. laughs too much. That's the perfect description. Yes. All right, Shadow, you're going to have to uh, walk us through this. This is our first time, so we're going to be like little secrets. babies, and you're just going to walk us through it. Talk to us as if we're like in first grade. Or kindergarten for Ezra. Okay, wow. who is ready to theorize? No, just no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's gonna happen is we're just gonna go ahead and I know that a few guys that you guys here created your own theories about the illusionary, which is the topic that we are covering today. So of course, let's go ahead and Ezra. I believe you had something to say. So go ahead, tell us your theory, and we can discuss it for a little while, and then we'll move on to others. I didn't write a story out, but I have just, like, some points to point out in a small theory. This would probably take maybe, like, two minutes to talk about. But anyways, um, after spending some time studying the uh, Illusioner and seeing all its attributes, like its uh, the sounds it makes, what it does, its powers and everything, uh, one stuck out, uh, like, a sore thumb to me, basically, is right here. It's laughing. So I, like, after it... Um, uh, does stuff it laughs and uh one other mob laughs as well and that would be the witch and after i went and compared both the laughs the literally they're pretty much identical laughs uh let me just i don't know if i'll play it over the top i don't know uh but that i feel like has a pretty um that they are connected somehow uh with them both laughing i know that isn't a huge Connection, but I think laughing is a big thing, and it has something to do with an illager. I feel like leaving their, um, uh, I would say, it's from the mansion and leaving to go. And on his journeys, he runs into a witch and uh, gets taught by the witch uh, its ways, uh, leaning more into the um, trickery side of uh, uh, magic, seen as how it does. Um, like, it blinds you, and it uh, clones itself, and such. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's something to do with uh, witches, and them are kind of, I feel like, in league with each other. Another uh, slight thing is, uh, there's only one other mob that grants blindness, and that would be the Warden. And, uh, I don't know. 
uh, that's just another thing I realized. I don't think I have much to go off of that. Other than this, they both grant blindness and the colors are mm, kind of similar. Uh, they're blues. Uh, the blues um, on the the witch block is it? I forgot what it's called. Uh, but their blues are pretty similar. Um, yeah, and that's yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Right. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Right. I guess let's take through it one at a time. <clears throat> so. I did look at a couple of these things. So, with the Illusioner and the Witch, I guess pretty much the only relationship I guess that they had is how you cleverly pointed out that they have a really similar laugh, but and then of course how they do each apply their own I guess effects to the player with the Witch using a belief splash splash potions of harming, uh, I believe it's like weakening as well as slowness, while the Illusioner does cast blinding on the player. So let's see. If I had to think about this, I do not think that there is a solid, I guess, correlation between the Illusioner and the Witch. I actually think the only, I guess, the, I guess maybe they didn't really connect, maybe in the past, as you said. But then again, to each his own. What I will say is that I was reading up on the wiki article for, for the Witch in Minecraft, and both of the Witches and the, and the Illusioners, they do not harm each other in the case of a raid. So if a witch were to harm a illusioner or an illager in general, the illager will not fight back to the witch. And the same for the witch. If the witch is, I believe, hit by an arrow from an illager, the witch will not fight back. So we can definitely assume that there is an alliance between the two, of course, to some extent. And that could be a topic for another future episode, or some theories out there, of course. And for the connection with the warden, that one I feel... That one I have not thought about. Now... With the blinding, you did mention the warden's the only other mob that can do that. Problem is, I don't think we truly know how it does that. I know that we have the fear aspect, of course, which I believe is caused by the shriekers as well as the warden. So I guess it could be the minor possibility that someone as that I guess maybe. Let's see. How do I phrase this? Well, I suppose maybe what could possibly be happening is that the Warden, I guess, essence of sorts, it has been harvested by the Illusioner, or something like that. Actually, okay, rewind. I think that the Illusioner has some type of connection to the Skulk. Because if you go ahead and search up a picture of an Illusioner on Google, on the wiki, which I'll include a link to in the description below, you will notice that there are three different columns of little pixels on the robes. A light gray one of sorts, a green one and a dark and like a purplish one what i will say though is that i don't think the green one i think i think that the green ones i can talk about it later but i think the white one could relate to either skulk or the warden or something along those lines and that way they're able to i guess harvest the essence of the warden or at least the fear inducing blindness let's see i think that's pretty much that i can cover from there so i guess let's move on to bella Alrighty, this is probably the best day you're ever going to hear in your whole freaking life. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is actually something that just, it's probably the most basic one you've ever heard. Because it's a common matchup when people actually face them off against each other. But of course, the Illusioner and the Evoker, because they both are uh, Illagers, but they also do magic. So I was thinking, there's got to be something that correlates those two people together. And I was thinking, well, actually, no. Okay, first off, 
there was this YouTube video done by someone, I forgot his name, but it's the only one out there, so if you lurk that up, you'll find him. But he faced them off each other, and the Evoker lost by, like, a ton. So I think that the Illusioner was created, I like this way of Ezra's thinking, was created by the witches, actually, to destroy the Evokers for some reason. I don't know why. I haven't gotten that in deep into it yet. Also, I've been doing this research for, like, once. So, I don't know if this is even close to something real. But I believe there's a whole thing, and there's mobs against each other that we don't know about. There's a whole war we don't even know about. I'm making this up as I go. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, yeah, don't worry about making it up as you go. I do it a decent amount of the time as well, even if I have, like, notes or script written down. Okay, so, of course, I'll try and find a video if I can. If I do, I'll link it in the descriptions as well. As well. Now, Illusioner versus Evoker. That one I also definitely looked into. Now, while I believe with the game mechanics, they don't damage each other or they aren't harmed by their own spells, the fact that the Illusioner beat the Evoker is a pretty decent possibility. And once again, as, is, as was mentioned by Ezra before, they you both think that they could have been created by witches. Let's see, I'm going to, in my, in my personal opinion, I'm going to alter that slightly. I'm going to say that they allied with the witches. It's allied with the witches. So, as we know, the evokers, as I've mentioned, I believe, in past, in past episodes, I believe that evokers are, I guess, illagers who capture souls, or maybe like allies, and then transform them into vexes. That's why they have these strange powers. Maybe those souls are the same ones with, I believe, is called the evoker fangs. And I think the Illusioner is maybe a pillager or an illager that had a change of heart. Or at least not a change of heart, but was an illager that decided that they could not follow through or learn. Maybe they couldn't learn, maybe they didn't want to learn, so on and so forth. And maybe for that reason, or for the reason that they decided to go to the witches for help, they were outcast from the Illager tribe. Because you never see, they don't spawn in a raid, you can only spawn them in with a certain command and creative. But, we do know that the Illusioner is not a mob that will, it's not a truly aggressive mob. As we know, it hates combat. I mean, and it tries to find every advantage that it has. So it attacks with a bow, it casts blindness on you, and if you get too close, it can spawn up to four clones that will attack around the same time, but it remains invisible. So I think that, pretty much just to summarize what I have written down here just now, is that a illusioner may have been an illager who could not or would not go down the truly aggressive ways of uh, vindicators or follow the strange magics of the evoker. So instead, they went to witches to get for to find aid, and what ended up happening is that the witches taught them magic. They didn't teach their own magic, or maybe evokers simply didn't like it, and instead, evokers took their own magics or derived it from somewhere else. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the only other mob that you can say quote unquote clones itself is slimes and magma cubes. So I'll keep the witches in there somewhere. So I think the witches definitely did play a part in it. But, oh, I totally did not write this down. This literally just came to me. I think that illusioners may have actually not only just a connection to the witches, but they do have a connection to, I guess, souls or essence. So I'm thinking 
the illusion is able to obtain its blinding effect and is able to cast blindness on this person because it has small pieces of skulk attached to its robe. And its ability to clone comes from the slimes, and you can see that by the green pixels on its robe. That way it can split itself apart easily and it takes much more to kill it that way. And finally, the red pixels on its robe relate to spiders. As we know, I believe during a full moon or a new moon, I forget, spiders go nearly invisible. So I think the red pixels could be either fragments, pieces, or maybe actual spider eyes. And therefore, the illusioner is harvesting, I guess, the essence of these mobs and influencing, I guess, having that essence being, I guess, projected into itself. And then it takes advantage of those abilities and just pretty much uses them to its, to its benefit. So I guess this one I have there and I can address, and actually, yeah, it's fine. And I can address the intermob war later. So I guess now we move on to Ethan. What do you have for us? Hey folks. All right. So I think with illusioners and honestly all pillagers in general, this goes back way further. So if we, if you really think about it, like the base villager is just the villager, right? And most, well, at least the other villagers we know of, zombie villagers, come out of villagers. So here's my theory on how illusioners and just all Ill, uh, pillagers in general came about, including witches. So I think it definitely has something to do with the warden. Like maybe the warden chose certain villagers or something and like pulled a Smurfs 2 on them and just like, like turned them bad somehow or something like cast a spell over them almost if you get what i'm saying because because i mean i don't really they kind of match the color scheme of the deep dark with their gray skin and like their armor and stuff but i was also thinking but like you guys mentioned earlier um illusioners tend to hang around like witches and stuff which you know is not with pillagers and the outpost and whatnot so what if like the warden knew which, like, villagers were stronger or something. For example, like, blacksmiths and whatnot. And, uh, farmers. And and then, like, the villagers that were, like, inferior to them, such as, like, librarians and whatnot. And just, like, common clerks. What if, like, what if he turned them into witches and illusioners? The less, um, battle-inclined of the pillagers and whatnot. So, yeah, that was my whole theory behind them. And since the witches and the illusioners go hand in hand, I do think like what um, just everyone so far has touched on with maybe the witches taught the illusioners or maybe they taught each other and kind of learned their own almost like kind of like how some people learn kung fu, some people learn karate, like they made their own spell wizardry, um, like code or something. But yeah, that's kind of what I thought about, like where the root of all the pillagers came from and how the illusioner could be connected to that. And that's it from me. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. So, let's see. Pretty much similar stuff, as you mentioned, of course, with the witches having some t sort of influence with the illusioners. And if I understand this correctly, the warden, I guess, gathered the more, if I understand this correctly, inferior villagers, such as, farm, I guess, farmers and librarians, clerics, and gave them the advantage of being higher in society. So, let's see. Let me think about this. 
So we all, I guess, are in agreement that witches have some sort of element in here. What's interesting to me, I guess, from this one, this time, from uh, you, Ethan, this time, is that we're indicating that the Warden is a much more intelligent mob in Minecraft than we first saw. I know in the past... Sorry? Okay. Anyways, so not only is it able to hear us out, I guess hear us or smell us, I believe. I haven't really actually been up, catching up with everything, so bit iffy there. However... If we suggest, and from my understanding, that the Warden not only plays a part in the Deep Dark, but also is the reason behind it gathering inferior villagers, and I guess villagers transforming them into illagers, or maybe even these illusioners with the help of witches, could play into, I believe, Bella's theory of an intermob war, and perhaps even an empire. So if we go along that uh, line of thinking, we can assume that there was, and we're going to leave out the nether and the end, just for reasons of not overcomplicating things too much. So we can assume that we have the overworld and, say we have the overworld and the underworld. And by that I mean stuff such as caves and deep dark. And we assume that the overworld is peaceful and we primarily just have villager and villager-esque peoples just spread out all over. And then we have the Warden, which lives deep down in the deep dark, doesn't come up to the surface, however was maybe somehow able to, I guess, exhibit its, I guess, influence over villagers, maybe in swamps, for example, so I guess we could relate to witches. And the witches from there found maybe a better way, and therefore, let's see, how do I phrase this? Witches, under the influence of the Warden, were able to become... I guess, allied with the mobs that posed a threat to all of them. And witches were slowly able to convert various other villageresque peoples to their side. So, if we go along that thought, we could very well assume that there could have been an inter-mob war between, between the overworld and the underworld, where the underworld had a good control on most of the villageresque peoples, until us players, or maybe the ancient builders, came back. Because, as we know of, we don't know anything about the ancient builders, as been proposed by Game Theory for tons of videos and for many years. We have ancient builders, but we have evidence of ancient builders. We could assume that ancient builders are the ones who are able to keep the skulk at bay. So there is something like that. Let's see. I'm trying to think about anything else that could be improved there. Let's see. So we definitely know about a connection with the witches, and I definitely think that could happen there. But as was pointed out by some people here who are in the chat, also, by the way, come in to join the Discord in the description below, where you can join into the episode live streams, whatever they happen, and just chat, and I might just notice something and comment on it. And it's been said here by Phantom Anubis that witches only use potions and not really magic. So once again, I believe that witches... So I guess that kind of highlights how... Evokers and Illusioners probably... Actually, let's see, how do I say this? I think that there is no soul. I guess there is no actual magic in the world of Minecraft. It probably just doesn't exist. What I think actually happens is we have Illusioners and Evokers who control souls or soul-like properties. Witches, primarily, 
focus on the more, let's see, chemical aspect of things, maybe. And of course, we know that I believe they drop spider eyes, mushrooms, and I think potions as well. And then we have just the outlier right there, at least as of the moment, us ancient builders who are able to take lapis and random items and enchant it to that. But we'll talk about that some other time. Now, what I'm trying to think about here is the Illusioner is an illager. It's classified, I believe, as an illager in the Minecraft wiki and, I guess, in its um, code or something like that. What is kind of interesting to me, actually, before I continue on, I'm just going to go down the line again. So, just after all we talked so far, Ezra, where do you think the Illusioner came from? say in, in just three words that's no that's not three words what i'm thinking um let's say i think that he was born just a regular pillager who had higher hopes in life left uh was taught by a witch and is now more powerful all right interesting okay okay bella what do you think where do you think illusioners come from Picture this. An evoker and a witch fell in love and they had a kid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Ethan, where do you think illusioners came from? Um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, I believe that they started out as just a normal villager and then somehow the the warden influenced them to somehow, like, get in contact with him somehow and then he put a spell on them or something like that and then they just and then they um they went off on their own because they didn't feel like they fit it they fit it in with the the rest of the, like the attacking pillagers basically like the battle pillagers if you would okay 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 so just to summarize for everybody either illusioners were illagers who were taught by witches an evoker and a witch got married and had a kid who became an illusioner. And maybe the warden converted villagers or illagers into illusioners. All of those, I think, are a possibility for sure. Yes, including the wedding one, of course. I'm going to try and do something here and combine all three of these. So, and I guess the biggest thing that I'm going to do here is the fact that we do not, the only other mob that where is blue and that fits in with us is the wandering trader the wandering trader we can assume is the um, neutral fella in the villager world because as we because we have all these random villages in the plains and the mountains and the snow biomes however the wandering trader does not belong anywhere however it does not have any negative relationships with villagers comes in does its all business and wanders off Unless it's killed by us. And let's see. I know that some people are going to be pointing out that zombies and Steve were blue. However, zombies are not neutral to the um, to the villagers. And us as ancient builders, I'm not going to count because we're the only ones. Unless you are in a, say, unless you're in like a multiplayer. And I'm not going to be counting any various mobs, such as dolphins or silverfish, if you can count them as blue. So... And and we know that witches wear kind of like a darkish brownish, and illusion and all evokers wear more dark more darker brown and grays. Illusioners are the only ones that wear a bright blue. So, 
I think that they're outcasts as well. Oopsie daisy. Looks like somebody just joined. Don't mind that. So, let's say this. Illusioners are the outcasts. Let's say an evoker and a witch got married or fell in love because as we know, witchers, witch, witches, witches and illagers are allies in raids and as well just down the open. So let's assume that evoke, an evoker and a witch got married or fell in love. While we know that there is a neutral and, per, and, and there's an alliance between the evokers and witches, let's just assume that that was just not allowed in this world. So that happens. And let's say that their child had to be raised with one way or another. But what if that child was raised being taught both the potion and, I guess, the, way, the potion slash harnessing the items in the world and creating your magic of the witches and the soul harnessing abilities of evokers. However, the illusioners were not quite there yet. So we do like a little bit, I guess, faulty. Like some of the wiring wasn't quite correct. They weren't the best at everything. So an example could be, say, Neville Longbottom, who had great aura parents, but he wasn't truly, unfortunately, the best and most of his classes besides herbology. Just a quick little Harry Potter reference for you. How about this? Not only do we have, we, so we have a child illusioner coming from an evoker and a witch parent. This child illusioner understands the aspects of everything, but is not able to fully harness either one. So, it un however, it, I guess it takes away more of finding items and harnessing their powers from the witches and doesn't really go in with the evokers. Actually, no, scratch that. It takes in the militant slash, I guess, yeah, pretty much like militant and organizational ability of evokers and illagers in general, just putting it all together and understanding how a player or a villager, say, just are really troubled when multiple numbers attack them. Let's just take that. So, we have the marriage, and then we have the witches. Now let's add in the Warden. We, in mentioned in Ethan's theory, we said how the Warden has influenced the villager, in, in villagers and maybe poor illagers into becoming illusioners. I'm not going to go into that big of a big, that big of a scope, but I am going to say, what if the illusioner, in his travels, to try and find a way to figure out how to become powerful enough, how to survive well, decided to travel around the world and find various elements of, or I guess, various things. So, what happens is, we have the spider eyes, which pretty much are helpful and... Yeah, sorry. As mentioned earlier, spider eyes relate how spiders become invisible in the full moon. So, we have that. Now, we have the pieces of slime. I'm not going to say emerald, because people always tie in emeralds with villagers, and I don't think that's possible, especially if you're raised by an evoker parent. So, what I think will happen is, 
the pieces of stone or something like that are actually little bits of slime that are used to enhance their cloning ability. And finally, the illusioner traveled down and either found the warden or experienced the effects of the warden but survived. So they harvested bits of skulk or maybe bits of a dead warden and they took those bits of skulk, put them into their robe and was able to get the ability to create blindness and I guess a similarity of fear. So I think that's what I'll have there. To summarize, an illusioner was an offspring of an evoker and a witch. It was able to understand both of its parents' magics, but was not able to fully harness both of them. So, influenced by the witch's ability to take various items from the natural world and create magic from there, and the militant and military aspects of an illager's life from its evoker parent, went out into the world to try and figure out the best combination or whatever powers might fit it. So, it was able to find bits and pieces of a spider eye, knowing that spiders become nearly invisible in a full moon, I believe, or a new moon. So harvested those spider eyes and studded it into its robe, amplifying the spider eye essence powers. Second, it found a slime, because slimes are often found, I believe, in swamps sometimes. So it took essences of tiny slime and added it to its robe as well to help it with its cloning abilities. And finally, illusioners traveled down into the deep dark to harvest skulk from either some skulk sensors or from a dead warden to have the ability to blind its opponents and frighten them. And of course, it wears its blue because blue is a, I guess, the easiest way to say it, blue is the color of an outcast in the world of Minecraft. For we have wandering traders that don't belong anywhere. They're just like any other villager, but they don't belong anywhere. Zombies, they are a... They could be an ancient player, but we're not going to dive into that. They don't belong with the villagers, and they don't belong with us, the players. And then, of course, the illusioner. Maybe it's an illager with aspects of a witch, but it doesn't belong with either of them. And that's about it for that part. And the Ender Library will be right back. Uh, hey guys, Caesar Shadow here. So, we recorded th this episode on January 28th, and I am recording this message on February 24th. So, why did it take so long? Well, this segment was supposed to be a advertisement segment, but unfortunately, as of now, I'm having issues with Anchor and getting the whole monetization thing going. So, in the future, if everything works out, this segment will be replaced with, hopefully, an advert of some kind. But as of now, I'm just going to quickly talk for just a quick second. So once again, I am going to reiterate that I have been really busy right now. College classes are piling up, and just my schedule is just really cramped. So I can't really upload on a regular schedule. I am trying to figure things out and maybe get somewhat of a regular schedule. But once again, I can't really promise anything as of now. Maybe in the future we'll get a proper schedule, but as of now... I'll be on and off with uploads. Second, the future of this podcast is a bit iffy as of now. Because I'm uploading so little, I do not want to end this podcast, so I'm not planning to. But I will say that there may be periods of time where I might not upload, and you might think that the, the podcast is finished. As of now, I'm going to tell you right now, 
the podcast is not finishing. I'm just really busy. And we're almost at 75,000 listens. So we're almost to 100,000 listens. So once again, thank you guys for all the support, for listening, for enjoying the podcast. And hey, if you are enjoying the podcast and you already listened to the 30, 40 minute episodes, why not take just a couple minutes, go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and leave a five star review? I enjoy seeing your theories that you guys put in there. It makes me happy to see that you guys enjoy it. And hey, it spreads the word around. And of course, by spreading the word, go talk to your friends about this podcast, go talk to your family members, go talk to members of your gaming club, something like that. Just spread the word. Once again, Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Please do understand that things are just really busy as of now, and I can't promise a proper upload schedule for a good little while. But anyways, back to the theories. And all right, now that we're back from that little ad break, for those of you who are listening, we do have a couple other things here that I do want to touch up on before we close out the episode. So first and foremost, it was mentioned by, I believe, Wave and the stream chat, that illusioners can be raid captains. And to go off of what I said previously, we do know that there is a neutral alliance between illagers and witches and illusioners. So I'm thinking maybe as a substitute every now and then, the illusioners do become raid captains. What I also do think could be maybe a possibility, just a random idea which I don't think happens, maybe an illusioner is working his part-time job, or the illusioner is being is like taking his first role like that the parent taught them to, that his parent evoker is telling him to do something along those lines. But since they don't spawn in the actual world besides commands, I don't think I'm not going to talk about it too much. What I did there are a couple other things here as well. First, a a illusioner can use spectral arrows but not tipped arrows, and that was from the Minecraft wiki. I can't really think of anything that to go along here just right off uh, right off the bat. I do let's see. I believe tip terrorists can be made with uh splash potions, so I'm thinking let's see. Oh maybe oh 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 random thought that might be just going on here. Um let's see. What if Random thought, just going to random backstory for this random mob that doesn't even exist. No, I said tipped arrows. Let's see. Yeah, I said tipped arrows. Let's see. But, tipped arrows are, clapped, are crafted with splash potions. What if there was maybe some accident in the illusionist's past when they were younger, when the potion of harming accidentally did harm them? Or something along those lines. Or because they can't... Oh, actually, no. Scratch that. Just simply because... They can't use splash potions or potions in general. They can't use tip tarots. They don't know how to make them. And also, I guess because the art of crafting items has been lost to all mobs besides us players. That we know of, at least. Let's see. Now, I think I'm going to also add on to the, to the things that I said about the illusioner using the essences of slimes, spiders, and skulk slash warden as its powers. Not only could it not work with its evoker and witch powers from its parents, but it could not, say, use these essence powers well. Because with blindness, 
it can only, I guess, cast blindness on a player for 20 seconds. And then I believe it has, I think, like a 17-second restart. I don't know the number on that, but it can only affect a player for 20 seconds. While I believe Shriekers and Wardens can constantly do it, I'm not fully correct on that, I think. And they, of course, have Black par And of However, they also... See, no, by they, I mean, the Illusionists can also summon Black Particles around them, similar to that that you might get when you have the Fear effect, I believe. So there's that. So, yeah, so with the Black Particles relating to the Fear effect... I do think that they have bits of Skulk on their robe. Now, interestingly, when it's cloning, this one I don't quite know how to react to. A Illusioner, when it raises his hands when it's about to clone, blue particles surround it. Now, I can't fully recall what blue particle effects kind of relate to water, but nothing much. But I do think that those blue particles could be some type of connection to either Lapis, Lazuli... Actually, no. It was pointed out to me that by Bella that the LA is blue. Of a different trait, of course, yeah, but... Maybe there are bits of a soul. Not only is the Illusioner able to, I guess, harness the effects of a witch's ability to... Harness, I guess, the powers and the essences of various things in the world. But the, but it has minimal control over souls. Just enough, I guess, soul matter to create clones from the slime essence. But not enough to fully, I guess, control souls similar to that of Vokers. Where they can control vexes and create fangs that go out of the ground. That could be a possibility. I guess one other possibility could be just... The lapis lazuli, uh, lapis lazuli being blue as well, and us and players using them for enchants, and of course the presence of lapis lazuli in um, vindicator, wo vindicator wall statues in the woodland mansions where you can find a single block of lapis lazuli, and I know that MacPat from Game Three talked about lapis being at least attempted to be used by, I guess evokers and ill just to try and bring things to life. But I'm not going to talk about that right now. So it could be either maybe tiny bits of a soul or bits of lapis lazuli. Can't really highlight on that as of now. Interesting. However, in my personal opinion, I think it is soul particles. Like very small slivers of soul. Not as much as evokers where they can control vexes and create fangs. But an illusioner's clones can pass through blocks in a similar fashion to Vex's. So I do think that there's a possibility that Slivers of Soul are being used in his in an Illusioner's clones. So, however, the Illusioner is still flawed in his duplicates. So we talked about how he's flawed, flawed with the blindness. He can only cast it for 20 seconds, and again, if the player is within a certain range. But, the duplicates, or the clones, that the Illusioner makes, they primarily just follow the um, Evoker, the Illusioner around. They kind of stay close to him. They look and move in the same way that the hidden, invisible Illusioner does. And, they unfortunately, 
bunch up together as soon as the real illusion takes damage. So, as soon as you hit him, or hit him with an air or something like that, they all bunch together to where he is. And, unfortunately, because the illusioner is a coward, and because he doesn't have full control over, his slime abil- over the slime essence, he can only... Only he can fire arrows and actually deal damage. So, while unlike a slime or a magma cube, the others can move around and sometimes still do damage when they're a certain size. So that's where the illusioner is flawed with its magma cube slash slime essence. It was flawed with the skulk essence as well. And finally, with the spider essence, the... Let's see. Yeah. The invisibility only lasts for 60 seconds, and I think can be renewed after a 1 second cooldown on its spell. So once again, a spider can stay invisible all night when it's able to. However, illusioners can only stay invisible for about 60 seconds. Which hopefully should be enough time for them to get away and distract the opponent with the clones. Unfortunately, the illusioner not only is a coward but has conflict of interest. They want to try and prove to Evoker, to all the Illagers and the Witches, that they can actually be on their side. They're still neutral, but they try and fight. They can't, they stay out of range, they can't deal any proper damage. And so in the end, they're just scaredy cast that try and win, but have to win in the most unfortunate ways. Looking down my list, and looking at what some people are saying, I can't I don't really I can't really think about anything else that comes to mind. So I think with that, I'm going to wrap up the theory of this. So thank you all for listening and let's head to actually no, before I do that, uh Bella and Ethan, who are still here, Ezra did unfortunately have to leave, but don't worry. Uh Bella and Ethan, do you guys have any other ideas or theories or random thoughts that you might want to add? Don't. I think you wrapped this up really nicely. I just want to say, before we end, that you're very good at this and you should keep doing it because you're very good at it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, Ethan, do you have any other thoughts? Um, not really. I think you covered it up all really well, especially with um, just the illusioner, illusioner being flawed um, and that playing into his lore and story. I think you did that very well. And, um, yeah, I think you wrapped up everything real nicely. I want to say just thank you for having us on the podcast as well, by the way. That's a huge honor. Of course, of course. Glad you guys can make it. All right, that bring, that finishes that up. And now let's head into the outro. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. I do want, of course, make a big shout out to Ezra, Bella, and Ethan from the Ramblecast, uh, Ramblecast podcast, which I will link in the show notes below. We actually did a collaboration about 10 months ago, so it's been a while, but I'll link that episode as well in the description of the show. So thank you so much to them for coming out and recording this episode with me for all of your amazing theories that you guys brought in. You guys pointed out some things that I actually never noticed. So, as always, the links to their podcast and that episode will be in the show notes below, as well as the link to the Discord server for this podcast, where we always, where we pretty much just have fun, talk about random stuff, share creations, even even share theories, and I'll be on every now and then. 
So go ahead and join it. Link to that will be in the show notes as well. And of course, the podcast email where you can send in your theories, your questions, your controversies, maybe something that you disagree with in one of my theories. And I'm pretty busy right now, but I will try and reply at some point or another. And who knows? Maybe in one of these days, one of your theories, maybe bits of your theories will be in one of the episodes. So as always, keep an eye on those shelves, keep turning pages, keep theorizing, and I shall see you then.